Hi guys, thank you for joining us for the Kitchen Stitches podcast. This is episode 110 and we are recording on November 30th, 2019. I'm Summer. You can find me on Ravelry and pretty much everywhere as Summer Yarns, S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S. And I'm Katie, K-D-B, K-A-Y-T-E-E-B-E, on Ravelry or K-D-B with a K-T on Instagram. Um, If I can tell that you're a knitter, crocheter, or yarn person, um, when you friend me, I will friend you back. (laughs) Unless you're a, you know, a guy that only has four followers and two pictures. There's been a flurry of those lately. I get one every couple days. Yeah. Um. For those of you in the United States, happy belated Thanksgiving. We've, uh, we were just chatting about all of the leftovers and pies that we've been eating. So I hope everybody has had a pleasant holiday. And for those of you not in the United States, I hope you have a great week. Um, let's see. I don't think we have quite as full of an episode. This time, at least I know I've been fairly monogamous with my knitting, and so it's other than I think the acquisitions portion will be a little bit longer just because we went to a fiber festival. But other than that, I think it's fairly, fairly minimal this this week. Um, We will get started with finished objects. Um, Oh, well, okay. (laughs) I don't have any with me. I, um... I actually did finish one object, but it's been gifted already. It was a a baby gift. I did knit the Propeller by Wooly Wormhead. I used Barocco Ultra Alpaca in the ever-so-descriptive 6273 green colorway. I'm going to pull up... uh, I'm going to pull up a, um, a picture of it to show Katie. It was an adorable little beret... It was so cute. I was, I know you really shouldn't gift baby items, things that are not washable, but it's a hat. It's a little hat. I feel, I felt like it was, um, I felt like it was okay. And it's also fairly small and this was a newborn. So I figure he probably won't get to wear it very often or very much anyway. I'm trying to, I hate, they, oh, there yeah, I love. I styled this on a teddy bear, um, and it actually is pretty adorable. But it has so the top of it has like a little propeller shape. It was a really easy, quick knit. Um, I actually have no idea how it was received. the The mom is a teacher friend of my husband's, and she was out on maternity leave, so it got sent with my husband and then given to a friend to give some. So I haven't heard, but I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was appreciated. Um, so that was my only knitting finished object. I do have a couple of, um, a couple of spinning finished objects, mostly finished. I haven't, they haven't had a bath yet just because, um, I haven't had time. I think I finished, I might've finished one before we went to the fiber festival and so i didn't have that weekend right and then or it might have been last weekend was it rainy no i don't know for whatever reason i didn't have time and then this one has only been finished a day or two so but this one is um 
Unwind Yarn Company, who does no long no longer does fiber. So this is the Come Little Children colorway, which is one of her. It's one of Dana's Halloween themed colorways. It's from she did a series of uh, Hocus Pocus colorways, and Come Little Children was from that. But it's um kind of I don't even know what color. It's like, like to me, it's kind of like a mauve, kind of a rosy rose. In, Dusty pink. Yeah, there's there's like, like purples a, like and pinks. Like that kind of lean gray and purple. Yeah. What I find so interesting about this is this was this was fiber, but the aesthetic of it spun up looks like Unwind Yarn Company to me. Like the colors, oh, I don't know. Okay. To me, I it I it looks like Dana's yarn. So, um, I have no idea what the yardage is on this. It's probably about a. A DK, maybe light worsted. Yeah, I would guess it's probably in the 300-something range. And then the second one is Brazen Stitchery, who also, I don't think, does fiber anymore. This no. was a bag of bonbons, which were just little little balls of fiber. Um, it's mostly blues and browns with a couple or greens. Uh, the fiber itself, so the green, like it was green and brown. And then most of them were blue and brown. And some of them there were just tonal browns. Uh, the green, I am almost certain, was from a colorway called Hobbit. Or Hobbitses or something like that. Because I, I remember I've spun it before. Don't know what the blue was. But um, this was only 3.1 ounces. So it's not a bad skein for yeah. that. I mean, comparatively, you can tell it's smaller than the... And the other one, but it, I got some, I probably got decent yarders. Definitely enough for probably a hat. Yeah. But that's it. That's all my finished objects. I have finished objects. <coughs> Congratulations. I have two. Um, I have had, um, I had two objects. I have a cannonball hat, which is by Aaron Hartman. Um, it's just a ribbed hat. Um, where the ribbing has some texture to it. Um, I love this pattern. This is also kind of the same pattern that um, is in the lambing mitts that I really mm -hmm. like. Um, so this, I use Plucky Knitter in Old Copper, which is kind of like a coppery green-blue. And I'm still working on my gauge. I use, um, this is Sweater, which is a DK. Um, with some nylon in it, and um, it had languished. I had had it at work, and I had started this back in May for a conference. And um, it looked kind of crappy when I took it off the needles, and I was playing around um, washing yarn the other night. And so I soaked it, and then uh, let it dry most of the way, and I threw it in the dryer for 20 minutes, and it's all pretty now. And it looks super squishy. Can I see the... Because it's, it's pretty slouchy, right? Hopefully not. <laughs> I don't like slouchy hats, so it's it shouldn't really be too slouchy. That was part of the reason I wanted to throw it in the dryer. Yeah. Was to Because it's super washed, you know, That's stretches nice when base. it gets wet. I like that base. It's squishy. Yeah. Um, so that is done. And then the behemoth is done. Is um, my boogie woogie wrap. Which is also a plucky knitter pattern. I use this, knit this 
using Plucky Knitter Primo Fingering, you hold two skeins of yarn together. So I used um, a gray called Smudge. So it's like a medium gray with um, smudges of like a black. And then I held that together with five other colors um, in stripes. And then it's slightly asymmetric. So like every so many rows you make one and then knit two together on the other end. Um, it's like 2,300 yards of yarn put together. I so really, really like heavy. that. Oh, happy legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, so my 60-degree office, that'll be perfect. That's, what I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Was like, so um, I could not, for the life of me, find the skein that I had apparently wound because I found the tag. Mm -hmm. And I weighed it, but I can't find it anymore. Huh. Um, you'll see why when we go upstairs. Oh. <laughs> but um, so I bought a skein from somebody that was nice enough to sell me a skein. Oh, good. So I finished this up. Um, I really like the weight of that. That... That to me yeah. would be a perfect office office wrap. Yeah, my office has been like sixty three degrees. It's been really cold the last like week and a half. I don't know why. I'm on a different, slightly different thermostat than the lab, so I got a few ends to weave in. I don't want to. I want to wet block this, but I don't really want to rustle this. Mm -hmm. So I think I might just pin it out. On, and spray um, it and sp just yeah. spray it to death and just spray it over the course of four or five days you know, mm -hmm. go in and spray it every couple of days and then flip it mm -hmm. um so it'll soften up and bloom a little bit because i don't really want to rustle <laughs> a full-size wrap <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let me lay this in the middle so the cat can come lay on it um those are the only finished objects i have so works in progress the only things that are I have some that are I consider still active, but I really haven't been working on them. I've only been working on socks. Um, the first I have are my 2019 Christmas socks, and I have one finished sock. Uh, this is um, lollipop yarn in Christmas past, and it came with um, uh, a contrast yarn. For heels and toes ended up doing like it worked out really nicely because I ended I got to the heel on the same color as the um, the contrast so it just it's just a super wide like pop of that contrast and then the toe uh, the contrast so the colors uh, this is it's got like oh wait she names these cleverly and I'm not that I'll remember um I think that might be poinsettia the or cranberry or something I don't remember the green I know was tannenbaum and then yeah I don't remember I don't remember what you they mean were. the red is like a dark cranberry yeah so it is a cranberry but I don't think that's the colorway oh stocking it was called stocking oh, okay. yeah but uh, to me it, it looks like it's it's a cranberry I don't remember the other one so the green stripe it's a green speckled stripe and the um tonal red dark red is separated by a variegated stripe of gray and um gold and let me think the gray was called chestnut which is a weird 
it's gray. I would have thought brown for a chestnut, but. Um, and then the yellow, I don't remember. I don't remember what that was called at all, but it's a speckled gold. So I finished one sock and I haven't cast on the second one yet because this one, these, these are for me. So if I don't finish them, it's not a big deal. And then I seem to have accumulated Christmas knitting, sock knitting, or actually this is not a Christmas present, but I think I mentioned in the last podcast when I was in Austin, a friend of mine <clears throat> asked me if I would make them uh, pink socks. So I am doing the Pebbles and Pathways socks by uh, Marceline Smith, who is Hay Brownberry. Um, and it's a really interesting sock. It's got cables along the outer side with a, um, like a little tiny little garter strip on the outside of each mm, of the cables. Yeah. And then the middle panel is garter stripe or not stripe, just a garter panel up the middle. Um, I have finished one and I'm very close to being done with the other. I think I've got about one and a half of the cable repeats left and then the ribbing. So I'm almost done with these. And then, oh, and that's on with Lady and Men Fiber Arts um, Spotlight Base, I believe. I wrote it down. Um, yeah, Spotlight, which is an 80-20 BFL nylon. So it's actually, here, feel this. It's a little, it's a little toothy and that's what I was going to say. You were talking about how that hat blocked out really nicely. Yeah. I, with the, the garter is not terribly even. So I want this, I never block my socks, but I actually want to block. just soaking them. And, just and soaking them or them maybe dry. even, maybe even steam drying, but I'm, or steam blocking. But I'm thinking if I soak them, that the sock yarn will soften up mm. just a little bit. So I'm really pleased with those. They're very bubble gummy colored, like bright yeah. pink. Bubblicious. Yeah. Uh, bu -bu -bu. And then the third pair of socks is just a pair of vanilla socks with an OMG heel. Um, I'm using Brazen Stitchery Harmony Sock in Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. It's a dark room kit, which means that um, it came in two, like two half skeins. One of them has wide blue stripes with um, kind of like half, half of that width green stripes. So it was blue, green, blue, green, right. but the, um, the green are smaller. And then the other skein will have wide green stripes and um, narrower blue stripes. If you've seen um, FiberNet Dye Works in Versibles, it's a similar, I don't remember if her, if her stripes are uniform, but it's the same idea. So one of them has the dominant color in the two skeins is the opposite of each other. So I've finished one of these. These are for my daughter's boyfriend. Um, she had mentioned a while back that I should make socks for him, and they had not been dating long enough for me to even consider it at the time. But they're living together now, and um, I had made my son's fiance socks last year for Christmas, so I thought I would go ahead and do that. And I asked for favorite colors, and she said, 
uh, cobalt blue and green, which is very specific. But I walked into the Brazen Stitchery booth at East Texas Fiber Festival, and those like jumped out at me. It was so pretty perfect. You that one sock in like two weeks. Yep, yep. That's what happens when I'm monogamous. The other yeah, that's less than two weeks. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's impressive. Impressive. I um the Pebbles and Pathways. I started probably early. No. Maybe the last week of October. So those have gone pretty fast too. But these I took to work. And yeah. so uh, there's been really devoted knitting time. And well, it's just the round and round for round. the most part, the um, the other one, the vanilla socks, that's pretty much all I've been working on at home other than spinning. So uh, I should finish. I mean, that will give me plenty of time to finish those and probably get my... Um, my Christmas socks done too. Now the pebbles and pathways I actually took with me when we went to Santa Fe a few weeks ago. So they were also got, they got a lot of devoted, uh, plain knitting, yeah. at least on the way back. I don't think I knit very much on the way there. Um, let's see. So still active, but I haven't really touched. Um, I'm still working on the fundam fundamental top down men's cardigan by Jen Hagen using Knit Picks, Wool of the Andes, Worsted, and Icicle Heather for that, which is kind of a slate, uh, heathered slate blue, or slate, slate gray blue, whatever. Um, I'm still on the first sleeve. I, I will pick it up probably once I get the socks finished. I need to get it finished before it gets cold enough to really need it. But, you got another week at least. Yeah. <laughs> Summer just won't go over. Right. Um, today. Oh, yuck. But it's but we have a cold front coming through today or tonight, I think. So. It'd be cool at night, but yeah. it'll still be in like the seventies during the day. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. I've also put several rows on the fern lace shawl, which a cro which is a crocheted shawl by Michelle Dunier using hand spun. And then. I think I worked a bit on the Happy Half Moon by Susan Ashcroft, and I'm using Chasing, Ra Chasing Rabbits, Fern, and Gossamer in the Indigo colorway. Fern is a um, nice beefy fingering, and Gossamer is a mer um, mohair silk, and that's going very slowly. It's just, it's not. I like the pro the product, but it's kind of boring. So, um. Ongoing, I'm, oh, well, okay. Ongoing, I'm still working on a Granny Stripe blanket and a Cozy Memories blanket. I'm still, I'm putting at least for now, or up till now, I've been putting at least a square and a stripe per week. But uh, beginning tomorrow, I have advent calendars. So I will at least, at least one of them I'll use for, um, for squares for that not sure about the other one yet so I'll get a good chunk I'm actually if I use both then I'm will actually probably finish out a quarter corner by the end of the year um, and then let's see spinning I'm currently spinning Lone Star Arts another dyer who is no longer dying fiber um, uh, merino in the woodberry colorway which is actually kind of a um, of this color kind of a purpley I don't even 
It's almost eggplant because like this is yeah. what Diane calls eggplant. Yeah, it's a similar. It's a tonal, obviously, because it's fiber, but it's yeah. it's got it's really a, like a dark burgundyish purple yeah. color. Um, and I'm trying to spin that one a little bulkier than normal. I don't always enjoy spinning merino. It's slippery and it's got a really short staple. So I have, it takes longer if I spin it thin. And it also, it's, it, my hands have to work harder. So I'm trying to spin that one just a little bulkier than I normally do. I just started that one yesterday, I think. That's it. That's all of my works in progress. Um, well, it was almost an F.O., <laughs> but I haven't ripped back yet because I need, like, to sit down for 10 minutes and measure it out before I rip it back. Um, I was to the point where you did the Kitchener on the Open Road Hat by Casey Day Crozier, who is Tangerine Designs. Um, I was using Suburban Stitcher, Merino DK, and Happy Accident. Um, I was going to take, I was... So happy. I knit that hat like in a week and a half and I should, something didn't feel right, but I should have tried it on sooner and it's way too big. I don't like slouchy hats. I like beanies and this can be kind of slouchy. So I was following the pattern and you knit to a certain point or so and then you start the decreases. Well, I started the decreases like an inch earlier and it's way. Um, so I'm gonna frog that and restart it probably on a slightly smaller needle and or take out a few stitches. Um, and then I started the Jody shawl using, which is a, a crescent shaped shawl oh, by Hobie yeah. Locatelli, um, using, um, plucky knitter. Cozy, which is camel and merino, baby camel and merino. Um, it softens oh, up. That it softens up very when you, soft when you uh, wash it even more. Um, the one shawl I wear all the time, the Heiress <laughs> by Hillary Smith Callis. Yes, I can never remember where the Smith and the Callis go. <laughs> is in cozy. Um, so I'm using. Long John's, which is kind of like a creamy, oatmeal's a little too dark, but kind of that color. Yeah, that has, kind of. Yeah, flux yeah. of um, like a burnt orange, and I, there's a few flux of like a green in there. I like the pops of orange in that. Um, and then, I know this doesn't exactly match, but... I, um, it will... I, well, I kind of matches like that little bit right there. A little bit. Yep. So my other color is um, Trousseau, which is like a corally orange pink, mm -hmm. like inside of a watermelon maybe. Um, also uncozy. And then the third color will be a dark gray called Lonesome Highway. I'm in the Lonesome Highway mood. Like so you decided green. not to wait for to see what Diane had up her sleeve? Right, because... Yeah. Um, I can always buy what I want and make another one. Yeah. Or there's plenty of other three color shawls. Yes. Yeah, there's I that am. one I've already knit two of of um, Andrea Mari's. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of the fade ones. Mm -hmm. 
and then there was two other ones I knit of um, Isabel Kramer. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I'll find something for it. So what else do I have? I think those are the things that I actually have on the needles. Mm -hmm. Yes, those are the only two things I actually have on the needles. Do you have anything you're casting on soon? Yes. So I have yarn wound and pulled out for an Akira cowl. Because um, bulky goes really quick. <laughs> so I'm going to use Plucky Knitter um, Bulky in Lonesome Highway, which is a dark gray. And then um, the Armstrong Shawl uh, by Cassie Munsgard. She's having another long in her group. That's a triangular shawl that's got striped sections. Um, I'm using Cozy again, but I'm using a dark purple, which is Crusty Road, which is like my favorite purple, mm -hmm. um, as like the main color. And then the other two colors are Lollipop Guild, which is a really bright pink. It's not a bright pink, it's like a purpley pink. Mm -hmm. And then Green Goddess, which is of like this color mm -hmm. maybe um you've purple. used that in something yeah and before. I, yeah lollipop guild is this color oh okay without the gray um so yeah i'm on a lollipop and lots of kick it but i'm like i gotta quit i have so much yarn and it's like just gotta use it mm -hmm. you know it's it is what it is. So, um, those are the two things other than that redoing that open road hat. And I bought one or two other hat patterns. So, I need a new project for mm -hmm. work. So, I'm I pick up something. My plan is to do the little Victorian Yuletide ornaments. The pattern came out a few years ago. It's by Jen Sheelan. Uh, they're, they're just little like covers for the little plastic globe ornaments. Oh, okay. I think they're pretty quick and they are, you know, I, they are kind of ubiquitous. I don't feel like, I don't know my staff well enough yet really to kind of personalize things to them, but I think everybody will appreciate a Christmas ornament and they're pretty and they're, they, I, I bought the, there's a, um, an ebook. I think she had Maybe five different collections of them come out over the past few years, and I bought the ebook, which is is all of them, okay. so I can pick you know very different patterns, and it'll be the same type of thing but with a different pattern for each. So hopefully it won't get too boring. I have some, I think it's just some Lion Brand sock, like maybe sockies or something that's undyed. Yeah, that hopefully will be enough to make. All of them. If not, I can go pick up another thing. Um, I was asked to make a hat for uh, Adrian, who is my son's fiance. Um, I don't. Ha she wants a a slouchy beanie, and that's the only direction I got. I did. Um, I did ask for colors, and she said mustard. And then I asked her to broaden because <laughs> I don't, I was trying, like, like you, I was going to try to stash dive for this. 
and I don't have anything that color, I don't think. No, I actually, I think I looked through and I didn't have anything. And, um, so I'm going to shop Katie's stash while I'm here. Um, I've been going through all of the gift along, indie gift along patterns working my way through and I created a bundle and favorited a whole bunch of stuff and I'll, I'll go through and, and buy a handful of, of patterns probably I think I have until tomorrow hopefully the end of the day tomorrow it seems really short this it year, did but... seem really short especially with as many I mean it was 113 pages worth of patterns on Ravelry I mean in yeah. the bundle I went in through... that bundle Maybe Tuesday, because mm-hmm. it was like the day you could buy, but before it was available, or the mm-hmm. day before, and I only bought, I bought the Akira cowl, and then mm-hmm. I bought um, one of Mary Kino's hats oh, yesterday. Yeah. I have... I mean, no, I think I bought a pattern, a mitten pattern I had had bookmarked from a long time ago. Or yeah, I've, I've bookmarked several hats. I also have a whole bunch already in my, in my library, and then... Um, I also have in there <clears throat> the adventurer adventurer cowl and the advent your adventure some wrap by um, Amba O'Brien that I will use. I'm gonna do for sure. I'm gonna do the adventure some wrap uh, with the mini skeins. Excuse me, that I bought from Unwind Yarn Company, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, that one I. Th- think didn't require I don't remember now that I'm sure there are plenty of patterns out there but um I was having is the wrap the too many skinny one that there's has there's like two different ones let me pull it up because I can't remember right now um it's not the one there, that's like the two triangles put together from last I don't, year. No, no, it's not. These are, I think these were new. Let me see. Favorites. Oh, gosh. Let's see. <laughs> um, gift along. Way down here. Um, one. She has a... a a set of I think six patterns that will work with it with the advent calendars and a couple of them require 25 mini skein sets and a couple of them require 24 okay so the adventure sum is the one I don't know that I have a uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I have a, a contrast for this but um and I especially since I don't know right what what, you... what it's gonna be I wouldn't need a neutral but um this one is one of the ones that required 24 because the unwind ones, there were 24. Um, there was another one that required 25 that was more, um, you were combining. It was kind of fading a little bit. And so I, for what I, I went, I did a lot of an analysis on this. So that's the one I, I ended up choosing. And then the other one was the adventurer cowl which requires only 12, or you can do more, but it was either 24 or 12. So that was the other option. Oh, no, this is the one that was a fade. So you could do kind of a combine it somehow. But I also bought an advent calendar from Brazen Stitchery, which is only 12. 
So I might do that one with this. Mm. Um, I'm not sure yet. I think it may be a matter of opening the first one and seeing what I think. But uh, those are the, let's see, is that it? Well, because there's no yeah. guarantee that they, unless they told you that they go in, like, a, that they were curated right. a certain way. Yeah, now the unwind one, for sure, she she did number them in a way that if you wanted to do something, and she actually made a bundle that included the Ambo O'Brien ones. Um, so that I feel like is a safe choice with with that. Uh, the Adventure Cowl and the Brazen Citrine ones, I'm not sure. I may end up just using Those are smaller. They're only 10 gram instead of 20 gram. So I might be safer just using those for squares and not even, yeah. not even trying to make something with it. But we'll see. Yeah, my thing is, is like, I don't really have a lot of experience with mini skeins, but I had talked to Diane at East Texas Fiber Fest of Suburban Stitcher because I had gotten my advent calendar. And so, and I didn't remember the details or whatever. And so I'm like, well, how many grams or how many yards is it? Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's 20 grams, so it should be about 90 yards. Well, so I want to use all of that or most mm -hmm. of that. I don't want to do something where I'm going to use like 75 yards. Well, then what am I going to do with? Right. It feels kind of like a waste at some point. So Yeah, and that's why I'm specifically, so I, I mean, the main reason I wanted them was to add to the blanket. But I also don't want to waste the rest of the yarn. So I am right. looking for projects too. And both of these, I it looked like I could use... Um, as much as I had, and it, you know, the main difference is that the it may end up being a little bit shorter in the end. But um, we'll see. I haven't one hundred percent made up my mind. I could end up just doing the adventurer cowl because that one I know for sure it doesn't matter how much I have. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, don't know. I think I'm gonna open them. I don't know if I'm gonna open them one a day or a couple a day. I haven't decided yet. I haven't opened them yet. I, I haven't either. I, no, I opened one. Okay. I'm going to go into acquisitions right now. So, obviously, we both uh, fell down a little bit on that advent calendar uh, fad this year. But So, I bought uh, Dana of Unwind did an advent calendar for the first time this year. So, I, I, I bought that. And it was kind of a gift. It was kind of a congratulations because it was right around the time that I, I got my new job. Um, and hers came packaged with the little, little cardboard thingies numbered by day. And she specifically said that they were in, she had put them in order that they would be pleasing if you put them, if you did something, a project where you worked them one at a time. Um, I really wanted a way to display them. So I went, I ended up, we were at Target and they had one of the advent calendars that had little pockets and I brought it home and it was in no way big enough. The pockets were in no way big enough for this, but that's, so I did end up opening one of them to see what it would be like if I stuck the yarn, if I like, if I, after the factors and then, yeah, or if I could you know, maybe get someone else to put them in there and that I wouldn't, yeah, no, that still didn't work. That still didn't work. Still didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so what I actually ended up doing at, um, I think it was Michael's or Joanne's. I don't remember. I think it was Michael's. I ended up getting like a Christmas themed basket that was big enough that I could set them in. 
So that I think is going to work pretty well. So they're still displayed, but not quite as, as like, um, openly as they would have been. So that's the only, so I got that. And then we went to East Texas Fiber Festival on the 16th. And, um, that was a lot of fun. It's about a, what did I, it took us about three and a half, four hours to get up there. It's not a very, it's not a huge festival. It was, it was a decent size. Um, I was done shopping within probably an hour, but it was okay. That didn't, I mean. It's a oh. lot of the same people we see at Yellow Rose and Houston with a few others thrown in. Yeah, it was fun hanging out with people that we yeah. know and people that we didn't we know. Anymore, yeah. Right. And that, yeah. that really, that was the main reason I wanted to go is you know, to go and just see people. But, um, and you know, we, you sit around and then you're like, oh wait, I want to go look at this other thing. Or, you know, everybody at your table goes and gets everyone this other table, thing. I didn't go, but yeah. everyone else went to that one yeah. lady's booth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, actually after looking at it, it seemed like I just had so much and it, I feel like it was pretty reasonable. Um, so I ended up getting from Lone Star Arts. I got the first thing. This was, she was my first, the first purchase and my last purchase. No, was going to be my last purchase. <laughs> and then that got, I got sidetracked, but, um, this is Funfetti, which is a base that she's not sure she's going to carry um, all the time. But it's really, really pretty. It is, what did I decide? It's like, it's a, okay, so what it is, is like a single that's plied with Stellina. And then two of the singles with Stellina are plied together. So... Okay. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's very lofty because it's, it's got the singles in it. looks like it, it has a halo to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it's, it, What's and it feels very watercolor, watercolory to me. This is, uh, the Stargazer Bay, I mean, not base, um, colorway, and it's 90% Superwash Marina, 10% Lorex, which is the, the, the sparkle. Yeah. Um, and it's very, it's. It's like galaxy-ish color. It's, it's really like a pretty. Color. Yeah, it's really really pretty. And then I got a couple of from her. Also, I got a couple of mini skeins. Um, this one is Lucky Leprechaun orange, and this one is Lucky Leprechaun yellow. And this is actually a nice, almost mustardy. If she had, she doesn't have anything in her shop now, so. Um, the yellow has, well, actually, I guess they're probably the same. It's got kind of a sunshiny yellow base with speckles of um, greens and reds, mostly. I think there's some orange and some overlap in there. And then the other one is like a kind of a melony orange, cantaloupe maybe. Yeah. I don't know. With the same the same speckles basically as the other one. I think, um, I don't know what color that is. It's, I mean, it says orange, but it's more creamsicle. It's kind of like a creamsicle orange rather than like I'll a, show you creamsicle. Yeah. You see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My, my husband painted a room upstairs. The color is called creamery, but it's basically like you take an orange sherbet push pop mm -hmm. and mix it with some vanilla ice cream and that's <laughs> the color of the room. It glows. You're like, is the light on? No, it just glows. 
Okay, and then I also got an advent calendar I mentioned already from Brazen Stitchery. Like These, a bit. Yeah, it's a little bit crinkly. It's 12 minis. They're 10 gram minis, and this one is a variegated speckled colorway. The ones she's selling on her shop, assuming she still has them on her shop, were actually self-striping. So um, I was pleased that she had the variegated. I don't I, I don't know. Self-striping minis don't seem as useful but it depends it just I don't think you're gonna get the you aren't gonna get the effect of a self-striping yarn I mean you will but you wouldn't you really like a need a full square. you might I mean often yeah if I do a blanket square I usually will get two of the colors or if you so, were doing like wrist warmers or leg warmers or something where you would put yeah, a handful of them or together. if you were doing socks you could do socks you with could, them um, yeah was yeah. Boston Gen called Frankenstein or something like right. that. Right, something like that would work. But yeah, for a blanket or something like that, I think the variegated speckled is what I wanted. So that's what I got. So it has a 12, and then it has a, a 13th wrapped, which she said is like a goodie, goodie bag. So I don't know what's in that. And that's also, sorry for the crinkles, um, Dana also included a 25th one that was just kind of little goodies. So I don't know what's in there either. Um... Let's see. And then I'll save that one for last. I got um, some stitch markers from Amanda Hope Yarn. She had a whole bunch. And they were just really cute. So I ended up getting one with a little cat face. And one kind of like an enamel pin type. Uh, whatever you call that. With a reindeer. And then one that's a spinning wheel. And then... I got um, a braid of Polworth from the Woolen Hook. That's Cheryl. She used to own Yarntopia here in Katy. Um, and it's uh, kind of like a rose or coral and uh, like limey green, but not like bright. Those are your green. colors, I guess, because you yeah. just finished that cowl that had the green yep. and the pink yep. and the cream. But this is, this to me looks Christmassy. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think that's what she was going for. It's like a muted Christmas. Yeah. Um, so that, I think I said, was four ounces of Polworth. And then what everybody almost <laughs> seemed to be buying was um, these really awesome bags from um, oh, where did I Okay, her card. It's Akua or Aqua, Akua probably, Akua's Boutique. They are these, well, she had a couple of, several different styles, but they were mostly canvas and raffia. Some of them were, were lined, some of them weren't. Mine was. So mine is this nice big bag with uh, red canvas with, they're really they're brown canvas dots on them, but they it looks like a big ladybug, and mine is lined, so it's the canvas on the outside, the inside it's covered, but there you've um, to give it structure you've got that straw woven straw, and then it's covered with a lining, so it's a really nice big bag. And the fabric on the top that oh yeah the right, and it also has a drawstring. So ultimately, now that I've we've podcast and I've got everything out of here, this is what's going to hold my cozy memories blanket. Um, what I really, besides the fact that these were really, really pretty baskets, 
uh, or bags. Kind of, they're kind of like a combination bag slash basket. Uh, they were all woman made. Uh, I think she said they were made in Madagascar. I think so. I believe. And I think she said she was originally from Ghana. And she sources all of the materials. They're all made by women. Um, and I just really liked that. I liked the whole business model. Everything about it I liked. So it seemed like everybody was buying these. They and were, they were just, reasonably priced. They were very reasonably priced. And in person, she took $5 off the listed price because you didn't have to shipping, cover, yeah, yeah, didn't have to cover shipping. But I'm really pleased with that. And then the last but not least, um, we went, I went to Hope Bohem Fibers and her dyeing model is so clever. She said she uses math to dye and she creates individual palettes and any, all of the colors in that individual palette can be paired uh, or grouped to make different projects. Um, so you know that if you get something within that palette that you can match it with any of the others. Um, and then a lot of them were, she had some like diff the different palettes had different themes. So there was one that was steam and then one that was, um, what did she call influencers? I think so. There was one that was Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I, don't remember who else was in that particular one. But then then she also had one that was dystopian literature. And that's the one I was drawn to, uh, even though, it, like, I'm not a big fan of dystopian literature necessarily. But <clears throat> the, I, I went and I enjoyed it, but I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy this. And then somehow at our table full of people... I don't know if I mentioned the booth. I think I must have mentioned it. Or no, I think Heidi kept talking about wanting like something. I don't remember how it all went down. But, but somehow or other I mentioned I think I mentioned her dying method and someone said, Oh, I need to go check that out and came back with this beautiful set of yarn. And she then, came back with the Ruth Bader with Ginsburg. Ruth Bader, yeah. And then the combination I mean I think it what it took was it being out of her booth where all of the colors were overwhelming, seeing it individually was was like, oh, I have to have that. And everybody, almost everybody at the table ended up going over there and buying it. So I, um, I ended up getting, actually, I ended up getting fingering at first and then had buyer's remorse and went back and asked her if I could trade it for, for DK. Um, they were all the same price, so it wasn't that big a deal. I I hope it wasn't a big deal. She seemed, she was not terribly pleased. It's not, more than anything, I think it was right at the end of the show yeah. and she was trying to pack up, but right. she was very gracious and let me trade it out. So I ended up with three DK skeins. Uh, it's Mimi DK is her, is the base. Uh, one of them is called, this is all in the dystopia palette. Colorway is subjugation, which is that kind of like an eggplant, eggplanty color and then handmaid's tail which is a variegated with a it's kind of like a very pale uh maybe rose color actually that's yeah. what it feels rosy to me because it's got yeah. this pinkish and greens yeah and then the last one is called resistance and it is kind of a pine green kind of yeah yeah but it's more muted they're none of these are like, like a green they're with not a black super saturated yeah and I'm 
going to make a three color shawl with those. I I have, a, that's another bundle that I created. Um, and then I, so I created a bundle and then I ended up, I got the Miss Babs uh, newsletter. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, she had a pattern in there, which of course was for Yowza, but yeah. it, I think it would actually be perfect. It's Wink and a Nod by Elizabeth Beach. And I think this would be a really cool use of that, of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. I looked at that. Um, but the other ones that I have a, poss a possibility, I did I had the Meld Cowl by um, Lisa, Lisa Much, the Strata Shawl by somebody, <laughs> this Cross and Diamond Cowl, which is mosaic knitting. That actually looks really cool. Uh, that might be fun be different um and then the other uh, why it's not on here but i had also the other idea was the i think it's the, the vortex shawl that's oh he look is that the one is that what it, not vortex i can't remember what it was called mm -hmm. but there's another one i don't know why it's not in the bundle but i have a lot of options for it and I think I'll probably, that'll probably be my New Year's cast on. Um, oh, wrong, wrong document. I think that was it. That's everything. So I have been buying our Jello stuff. Mm -hmm. This was on an older episode one, but it, it was a pre-order. So I finally got it. Um, Hello Bargello is run by Brett Barra, and she's a co-owner of the Brooklyn Craft Company. Um, but Bargello is an old school craft from like the mm -hmm. 70s. <laughs> um, that reminds I, me of the God's Eye ornaments that you do with the um, popsicle sticks. Oh, in yeah. There. yeah. Um, so I ordered two ornament kits. There's enough stuff in here to make, what, five ornaments. Mm -hmm. um, so it comes with all the tapestry wool, which is like worsted weight yarn. Yeah. Um, the grid plastic stuff, the ornament, the charms, instructions, um, the nice little zipper bag. Mm -hmm. That is nice. kind of wish it came with fun. scissors. That's the only yeah. thing. I mean, I suppose I could order scissors, but... Um, my intention was to have those whipped up so I could, you know, hang them on my office. But yeah, you see how far I got on that. <laughs> Um, I got a Suburban Stitcher Advent Calendar that came like two weeks ago. Um, I threw it up in my yarn room. I haven't decided how I'm going to open that up. Um, I talked to Diane and she said that they don't necessarily go in any particular order or coordinate or whatever. And mm -hmm. she's like, and then there's one outlier. <laughs> she's like, there's one really wild one. Um, I hope she does the, um, I hope she does the passport the, or uh, no she did vlogmas last year oh, where yes. she showed all of them and oh, like, okay. all of the different colors i really enjoyed that um i think she might be doing that again this year um and then so from east texas fiber festival i got more suburban stitcher um i got a skein of dk and eggplant excuse me which is like a eggplanty purple mm -hmm. A skein of the, her bulky, which I think is 
Maybe a new base for her. I like how loose it's a very loosely plied bowl. Yeah. That's pretty. Um, predictability, which is mm -hmm. kind of like a, a pink with purple splotches. And then I guess the new yarn of the day is slubby yarn because I've seen some um, other dyers with it. This is the slub sock, which is 90% uh, superwash merino, 10% nylon, 438 yards. I By the time we got there on Saturday, she was down to like three colors. Um, so you can never go wrong with gray. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know, looks like it's kinky with the the slubs which i don't know what i'm going to do with that i'll use that and then something else and do like stripes or whatever and use this for like the texture um i got a pin uh brazen stitcher i can't talk brazen stitchery was selling um things on behalf of mahogany sheep so I got a knit or dye pin because I already have the t-shirt. I got the last skull bag from Amanda at Lone Star Arts. It's a skull with its head coming off and rainbows coming out of its eyes and head. <laughs> I like that. And with the neon rainbow. Yes. Yeah. And then I got... um. I don't remember what size bag this is. I got a bag from uh, By the Bag Yarn Company. Or by the Bay. By the, the Bay, Bay Yarn yeah. Company. They're from Kima. Mm-hmm. Which is just south of Houston. Yeah. Um, they're... How do I say this? They're very similar to fringe, mm -hmm. fringe bags. Um, just about 50% cheaper. But they're made with that heavy canvas... And then plus she's got a, like seven different sizes. This is probably the large or the extra large. And I got it in purple. Um, she just came out with, she was retiring a couple colors and then she had like five new colors, like a really pretty, she's calling it mermaid. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty okay. like teal blue, salmon, a gray and olive. And like a blush um and and then plus she has a new bag um el grande which is like a blanket size bag um i think i paid yeah, like 30 really. or 35 for this where a fringe bag is like 60 to 80 depending on if you get one of the special designer fabrics so Ooh, she's got it and she's, she's got still... a deal well this probably will by the time this goes yeah, up the deal will be over but lie. there is a there is a um, deal going on. Yeah, I'm actually, oh, I'm really tempted by the El Grande, Grande but I don't really need it. I'm kind of hoping that she'll, so get many into, colors. that she'll get into Houston. Yeah, I know some, she's I in know the Houston area. I, Karen, hope so, I hope so. Karen of Roundtable said that she, uh -huh. that they've been notified that they oh, okay. got him, but I haven't seen anybody else post about Houston, so... Yeah, I may. Oh, um, I don't need another bag. I almost got so the El Grande was a pre-order at the show, right? And um, I think I, right? She, and she had an unboxing of it yesterday. I almost bought another one, or I almost 
did a pre-order there. And then because she, she said that it's a great size for a cozy memories blanket. But then I realized that I had already bought this bag, which is perfect for cozy memory. So I don't need it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't need to buy it. Your birthday's else. coming up. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've got a migration to go through. That's right. I have all kinds of things that I... <laughs> Here, I'll open it. Christmas. There's all kinds of things. I can always come up with Your a reason. You've got three major things. Yeah, let's not mention the fact that I bought a Kindle <laughs> this past week, which... Well, we'll talk about that. That's a necessity. Yes, we'll talk about that in reading. Oh, the, um, one other thing I did get was um, oh, I kind of wanted to try needle punch. Um, and I was, I'm like, well, this would probably maybe be the place I could find it. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody had needle punch, but there were some ladies in like a booth in the aisle, and this lady. So I'm like, well, that, I'm like, is that needle punch? And she's, you know, she's like, that's rug hooking, which is like the opposite of needle punch. So rug hooking, you have your, you have your fabric and you put your yarn or ribbon or whatever below and you come from above with the hook. Mm -hmm. So you, um, you do it that way where I think needle punching is you have your ribbon or whatever on the bottom, on the top and you punch it down. Oh, so it's very, it's kind of similar. So I got a kit from, um, these ladies at Azuro Luna Studio. They're in Chandler, Texas. Um, they have a whole rug hooking st studio. Hmm. Um, so I needed to get, um, I bought some, cause I'm not going to obviously buy like the loom or whatever they call it. There's a stand so oh. that you can sit comfortably yeah. and do it. Um, she's like, you can just use a embroidery hoop. Mm -hmm. Well, I have bad eyes, so I'm not going to ever embroider cross stitch, but, um, I bought some embroidery hoops off of Amazon. So oh. And it's a six by six. It was a little pricey. It's like 50 some dollars for a six by six, but you get all the material, you get the hook. And I, what I um, like is it's. It's kind of mixed media-ish. I mm -hmm. mean, it's not yarn. It's or it's, some of it is, but it looks like like one of them looks kind of like pencil roving, and then you've got some felt, and right? And yeah, so some of it looks like some straight up yarn. There's some ribbon type stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll give that a try at some point, and the hook is in there too, which is part of it. So. That's fun. Years ago, I think when I was in maybe like second grade, someone gave me one of the like Walmart rug hooking, the latch I mean, hook, latch hook ones. Yeah. ones. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I don't think I ever finished it, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a dog. I remember. <laughs> um, we don't have any events coming up. I don't think anytime maybe soon. Maybe the Corpus Christi one. Oh yeah, up. there is. So Yellow Rose Fiber Festival this year, they're doing a, a second show in uh it's actually the weekend of my birthday february 1st i think it's the 31st and 1st in corpus christi so that is a possibility we haven't really talked about it but um there's that and then there's always this there's a slight possibility we could go to dfw again uh that's my husband's birthday is that weekend so it's almost certainly i probably won't be able to go but you never can tell. He's doing a lot of traveling 
then I am not probably joining him on, so I might be able to... Um, Kill him. But then again, if I went to Corpus on my birthday and then... <laughs> so, I don't know. So, we'll have to see. But if we went, I mean, if we did Corpus, I might be able to, like, drag him along just to go to Corpus over my birthday. And, you know, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep you posted. There's nothing coming up sooner than we would yeah. recording him. Um, in the kitchen, I, um, well, it's Thanksgiving week, so, of course, I have a couple of things to talk about. Nothing terribly exciting, but, um. Well, for me, the one thing is exciting, and I may actually, I may have talked about this before, but because I think I may have used this recipe before, but growing up, my favorite pie was a chocolate chest pie, and that was always my favorite. My uncle, my great uncle, would always make it for holidays, and I loved that pie, and I, it's kind of been my adulthood quest to find a, a recipe that actually tasted like I remember. And at some point I bought a, a book called Southern Pies on my Kindle and it has a chocolate chest pie recipe and I made it and it is definitely, I think definitely the closest I've ever come. Like this is pretty legit. So I've been really pleased with that. And then I also made a pumpkin pie from the same book. I'm not the biggest pumpkin pie fan. That's not my favorite, but this was pretty good. Um, and it was met with approval by everybody that does like pumpkin pie. I remember it's been years since I made a pumpkin pie, just like a traditional pumpkin pie. And I remember it, they would always turn out thinner and just kind of lackluster. And I remember having issues getting them into the oven without spilling them. And this one, um, it was the, the batter or what filling, whatever was thick enough that I didn't really have any problems getting getting it from the counter to the oven and it was it was just it was thicker in general so I, I think it was a pretty good recipe the only issue I had was that the pie crust didn't really cook very well on the bottom and which was interesting because both I used the same pie crust it was just the Pillsbury out of the out of you know the refrigerator um I didn't have that issue with the chocolate one so I don't know if it's that it was just a wetter bat or Too wetter filling. Or so maybe next time if I make it again, I might do like a blind bake of the of the pie crust or do something to you know, cook it just a little bit. I don't know. Or maybe get maybe instead get a, one of the pre baked like shells. Shells, yeah. But that was it. And then um I decided to make stuffing slash dressing, whatever you want to call it, this year from scratch. I'm not, so all of the recipes I've ever found for Thanksgiving stuffing have celery and onions and all of the stuff that I don't eat. <laughs> so I've always stuck, I this is just so boring, but I will get the Pepperidge Farm herb stuffing. Mm. And it's fine. I mean, I, I like the way it tastes, but it's... You know, it's nothing special. So I, I Googled, like, stuffing with no onions or something like that and found one from a website called fiveathome.com. And it was garlic and herb stuffing. And you, it uses French bread and cornbread. So you cube both of them and let them sit and get stale yeah. for a day. And mm -hmm. then um, it's basically, you basically, it's just chicken broth with garlic and herbs and that's all 
and it actually turned out it was a little soggy so I'm not sure how to combat that but it was it tasted really good so that was another win um, anything special that y'all did or Dave did for for Thanksgiving no I mean we each have our own dishes that we like um, mm -hmm. I love green bean casserole but you know nobody else will touch anything that has cream mushrooms <laughs> which I had a whole thing of cream mushrooms of green bean casserole to myself um, no, yeah, it was just normal, you know, two mm -hmm. potatoes, Mark, uh, Mark always makes, um, Brussels sprouts with, uh, bacon. Oh, yum. Where he peels, breaks up the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Those are always good. Um, we had two dressings cause Zan likes her cornbread dressing mm -hmm. and Dave made a dressing, which is really salty. Mm -hmm. Um, um. We did a corn casserole, which is a Tom Porty mm -hmm. thing up there. Um, had that, which is like corn, cream of corn. Mm -hmm. Stick a box. <laughs> it's like really bad for you. Like <laughs> corn, cream of corn, a box of Jiffy cornbread mix. Mm -hmm. And I swear there's like, there's some dairy in there, like sour cream mm -hmm. and some butter or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. so a real low calorie. <laughs> Um, it sounds good. Actually. It is good. It doesn't reheat as well as I thought it would. Mm -hmm. um, and they brought over Jello. Jello mm -hmm. was stuff in it, mm -hmm. which was kind of stupid. I don't know what happened to that. And then rolls, cranberry sauce. Yeah, that was just the normal stuff. We don't yeah. do anything outrageous. I mean, yeah, I've got it. Like I have four pies. I, the only thing I ever use Evernote for is my Thanksgiving menu, and I have it saved, and we pretty much do the same thing every year, because that's what everybody wants. Right. I'll always try some, like, I will sometimes try a new dessert, or I'll try to throw in a different side just to try things, use something different, yeah. but it's always pretty much the same things. Yeah. Well, we had done the banana cream pie the day before, so then we had apple pie, or Dutch apple is it like Dutch apple <clears throat> over apple, um, a pumpkin, and then Mark made a pecan pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. We had a really low pie ratio. <laughs> we had a really low pie ratio this year. Usually you have more pies, but. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, reading and watching. Um, so my, I think I probably mentioned in the last episode, now that I'm commuting, my ebook listening has like shot up from like 1% to 98%. So I think I was looking at the finish date. Both of these, I think I had marked finished the day we recorded. So I don't know if we talked, uh, if I talked about them or if I was only almost finished with them. But, uh, the first one was Baby Teeth by Zoya Stage. I remember talking about it briefly, but I finished that one. That was really creepy, or it was really messed up, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's like a horror. It was horror, like a really demented child. Not demented. That's not the right word. Um, she was probably psychotic. Yeah. That's, yeah. But it, it ended, um, yeah. No, nah, it wasn't. It was a weird ending. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember actually, like, I think I finished it on my way home. And then, um, I finished Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. I don't know. I think, I feel like I had finished that one. Yes, I think I had finished that one already. I just had, maybe hadn't marked it. Um, 
Okay, so then I finished Bluebird Bluebird by Attica Locke, which is, she is, actually I'm not sure if she's from Houston, but she writes books that are um, Houston adjacent, I would say. So this one is the first in her Highway 59 series, and Highway 59 runs from like Corpus Christi up to um, Texarkana. Mm -hmm. And it's a state highway. And um, is all of it 69 now, or yeah, just parts of parts it? Parts of it are Interstate 69 now. I'm not sure. I haven't traveled up north on it. It's probably either. since we went to um, into the wool. Mm. But um, that it was a it was a um, detective novel, and it was set like I said, it was set on Highway 59. Except this was up north of northeast of Houston area, more East Texas, kind of the area where we were for East Texas Fiber Festival. Um, it, the main character is a African-American Texas Ranger, and um, there is there have been a couple of murders. One was a black man, and one was a white woman, a young woman. And, um, you know, this just typical murder mystery type thing but it was really good I liked it um then I finished We Were the Lucky Ones by Georgia Hunter which is about a Jewish family in World War uh, World War II like beginning like early either before the war or right at the beginning of the war up through the end of the war um so there are five siblings, and it was kind of each of their stories and what happened to each of them during the war. It was, you know, obviously subject matter is very heavy, but it was a really, really good book. I highly recommend that one. And then I just finished So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo. Um, if you've been paying attention to any of, you know, all of the um, diversity and racial discussions that that book has come up a lot over the past several months so I finally read that one I liked it um she had a lot of good things to say and I learned a lot um and then I'm currently reading but not listening to I'm actually reading Age of Myth by Michael J. Sullivan it's an epic fantasy it's book one in the legends of the first empire series so um this is why I bought the Kindle <laughs> Or maybe mm -hmm. not why I bought a Kindle, but I ever ever since, I mean, for for a long time, like I if I try to read in bed, I fall asleep. And my main reading time, like actual, like reading with my eyes, <laughs> happened on the bus. And ever since I switched jobs, I haven't I have not been able to read, and I I really miss it. And it occurred to me that part of the problem is the lighting in our room is not great for reading and my eyes are getting older and physical books are harder. And then on top of that, add in the cat who will come and lay between me and the book. So I decided to try a Kindle again. So I, they were, um, the lower and not not the lowest model, but the mid grade model is is pretty affordable. So I bought one. Uh, we went to Target about a week ago and bought one, and it really has helped. It's not it's not perfect. I, you know, I'm gonna still fall asleep, but 
I can definitely tell that it that it makes a difference. Just having being able to make the font bigger and having the backlit, it just it helps so much. So and I've you know, I have the Kindle app on my phone and on my iPad, but I have an iPad Pro, the smaller iPad Pro, and it's just heavy. It's not it's not easy to read with and the back the you know, that bright screen is not is is not optimal. And you can turn it on to airplane mode and then you don't have to have your books automatically well, checked back true. in. This is true. If they're, um, if they're library books. And so I actually went through one of these, one of the days we had, um, there was an online conference at work that was, you know, paying, paying attention to that. And that was right around the time the Goodreads People's Choice Awards mm -hmm. went came out. And I always add those to my to-be-read list. So I added all of those and I've just been <laughs> like and I looked, you know, made of added anything that was available on Access 360 to my wish list there, and so I was like, well, the ones that I can't easily get from the library, I'll get on Kindle. Um, so that is that's what I've been doing. Um, actually, yeah, they were I could get them from the library, but I couldn't get them on audio, but that's what it was. So that is everything. That's that's a lot for once, but um, I'm. We'll start another audiobook on Monday when I start my commute. I don't know what... Um, I think I was going to read The Widow by Fiona Davis. Is that her last name? I don't know. Um, and then watching... Today we went and saw Knives Out, which has... Oh, gosh. Has a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people. It was so good. It was really, was, really good. It's just a good old-fashioned mystery go. movie. Like, was done it? and her friend, but they wanted to go on Thursday night oh. at like 9.30. Oh, I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm Heather, I apparently was falling asleep even before that. And yeah. I'm like, I'll go on Friday, but if you want to go without me. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really, really good. I enjoyed it fully. Um, I, we finished watching the most recent season of Jack Ryan. It was not as good as the first season, but it was okay. Um, we finished rewatching Mad About You, finally. The old Mad About the You. The old Mad About You. Um, it took us a long time to get through that, but it was seven oh, years of, of... Seven years? Yeah. So it's amazing how few of the episodes I really remember, considering how obsessed with it I was back in the 90s. We really loved that show, and I there's so much I just... Like, I don't remember. I don't remember this at all. Um, barely remember. Yeah, right. the first couple of years, the, our like our kids were born roughly in line with when they had their daughter in the show. So that's I think that's part of why we have this memory tied up with it. But um, it was okay. We finished it this past week, and it made me teary because it was you know just nostalgia. But um, and then. I cannot, I had never actually seen National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. I don't know how I made it through the 80s without, or 90s even, without ever having seen, other than, Kirby I do Ruby remember, I know, years, I, um, I actually, I remember it being on, like, you was probably on HBO or something, when maybe when I was, like, a senior, junior or senior in high school. I, I, senior, senior in high school. I don't remember. It's, when yeah. did that come out? It was probably 88, is what I was thinking. Um, I, I think I probably, 
I remember it being on at the house. So I, was, I had yeah. seen little bits of it, but I had never sat and watched the whole thing. And I actually, um, when we flew back from Santa Fe a few weeks ago, they have you know they have free movies on. Okay. I could down or I could stream, and I decided to watch it on the movie, and I ended up with like maybe 15 minutes before the end <laughs> when we landed, which was great. It was a great flight. But um, So yesterday we actually rented it, and I, it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. It was one of these movies I had never – I don't like Chevy Chase. And I wasn't – I was like, oh, I don't really want to watch that, but I re- I'm so glad I finally watched it. Uh, anyway, that's, that's it for me. Um, so for me, reading – it's just a quick, dirty list. Um, the Duchess in His Bed by Lorraine Heath. It's a historical romance that's part of a series um, where it's a group of people who were born on the wrong side of the blanket. So they're bastards, basically, back in, you know, the 1700s, 1800s, whatever. Um, so they're taken to a baby farmer, theoretically to be killed, but this woman, um, actually keeps them and raises them. Mm -hmm. Um, so she has like five or six of these children that she's raised that, you know, are from aristocratic families and then ends up having one of her own children. So, um, this series goes through the different siblings. Um, so... Um, I read that one. I liked that one. I like Lorraine Heath's stuff. Um, Twisted 26 by Jana Devonovich. It's a Stephanie Plum book. Um, if you've read any of them, <laughs> very typical Stephanie Plum. Um, I don't remember if any cars blow up on that one, but um, same hijinks. Not enough Ranger in this one. I'm all about Ranger. Um, it was okay. She really just needs to move it on or end the series. <laughs> I'm reading it for free from the library, but she really needs to move it on or end the series. Um, the Vagina Bible by Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Gunter. I had actually started this um, on audio, and then it had to get turned back in. Um, so I picked it back up um, in ebook. Um I would highly recommend this if you're into women's health or you have any curiosity or a teenager or young adult or somebody. Um, it, she goes through the different phases of life, the different body parts and things like that. Hmm. And she's a respected um, OBGYN. If you, and she's very, very vocal on Twitter. She hates, mm-hmm. hates Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. <laughs> Well, because that's all pseudoscience. Right. And so she's mm-hmm. there debunking. Apparently, she had a big controversy over this last week with Scientific American. Oh. They were going to publish some article, and whoever it was said things about her. And she, Dr. Gunter, was like, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And Scientific American wasn't responding or wasn't willing to take the article down. Mm-hmm. But they finally took the article down. Um... I'm currently reading Five Dark Fates, which is like the fourth book in the um, Three Dark Crowns. I don't know. They all have crowns in them. 
about the you know the three sisters mm-hmm. who each have special powers and are supposed to kill each other to become the queen. Um, so this is like the fourth novel in that series. Um, and then I had seen something about Schitt's Creek. I keep seeing things about it. And I've never watched it because it's in one of those channels that's like in the 100s that I never mm-hmm. watch. But I was, I read Twitter a lot because I have nothing else to do. And so people were talking about it and I'm like, well, I'll give it a try. So I binged the first season and like half of the second season in mm-hmm. like two and a half days. Oh, Because wow. only like half yeah. of our episodes. So um, it has Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, um, Chris Elliott. I don't like Chris Elliott. Yeah, I don't really like Chris Elliott. And he plays kind of a... Skinky's not the right word, but skinky... He's a little... Skeevy's not the right word. He's just like hillbilly weirdo in there. Um, But, you know, it's these rich people who lose all their money and have to... and. Find out that they bought this town like 20 years ago. So they go to live in the town and they live in this motel. <laughs> so here's these like 30 some, 20, 30 something year old adults who have never had the cord cut. Mm-hmm. And then um, Catherine O'Hara is the mother who is this, she used to be a soap opera star. And then Eugene Levy, who was the businessman, you know, living in these two motel rooms <laughs> with all the characters of a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. I'm, I haven't gotten to like the, I can't live without this part yet, yeah. but it's the fact that I binge like 16 episodes in three <laughs> days <laughs> Well, I have a mostly full DVR. Although the powers of Matthew Starr were on today. Did I you? don't remember that. I saw it was you only, post that. It was only on for a year and looking back at it now, it's really horrible, but <laughs> Peter Barton was like one of the first people I ever had a crush on and I was like 10 years old. It was him and Lou Gossett Jr. And um, he's like a crown prince from some alien... Huh, I don't remember. Alien uh, planet in the future or whatever. Um, I, it's one of those things from the 80s that I remember because I loved that and I loved V. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but it was only on for a season, so I watched a couple hours of that this afternoon. Um, but that's all I've been watching and reading. Yeah. So I think that's it. Um, we, pro- I'm not going anywhere over the holidays. I don't Neither. know here, so we will probably uh, can expect to probably hear another episode from us probably right around Christmas, maybe a little between Christmas and the New Year. Yep. Um, I hope everybody has a happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, and we will talk to you in about a month. Yep. Bye. Bye.